Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening and watching Sessions with Stephen. And today we have two of the stars from Star BMF. That is Zane Copeland Jr., which I know him as Lil Zane. And Saki, he plays um, on BMF. And we also have actor Miles Buller, who plays Flick on the show. Guys, how are you doing? Oh, man, blessed. Great, man. What's up, man? Happy to be here. Uh, I'm so glad that you guys are here. And um, wow, um, BMF has definitely been the talk of town. I mean, you know, we're bringing Detroit on to the masses pretty much. Um, I would like to know, how has life changed since this show has premiered? Oh, man, I have had so many people singing to me before in my life. I got people singing me this song left and right that Slick died to. And um, it's just crazy, man. So it, it, it's been an amazing experience, man. Uh, 50 Cent shouted me out on, on his page multiple times. I could have never experienced it. I could have never imagined anything like that. So it's just been overall a blessing. Um, I'm feeling nothing but privileged and, and um, just excited to continue to see the fans' reactions and people's reaction to what's going on. The response has been crazy. The response has been crazy. So I just feel nothing but blessed, man. But the life, the life has been crazy. I got people calling me slick. People singing me this song that, that slick died to. I got obituary shirts of slick. I got fake obituaries being made with slick face on it, man. It's just uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Vance, yeah. How about you? I mean, man. you know, you're from my time. You know what I mean? Like I remember all of my female cousins having you on their walls and things like that. Do you feel like now you are introducing or sort of reintroducing yourself to a new audience? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, time has passed. You got you got the people that my day ones like yourself, man. I appreciate you for rocking me from day one. But then it's just exciting to have this whole wave of new millions of fans that never even knew Lil Zane. They only know me as Saki. You get what I'm saying? So it's like a whole chance to reinvent myself again and you know, correct the mistakes I made before, and um, and you know, just to just to do it all over again, man. And, and and you know, it's just a great feeling, man, to just and then to come back on a level like this. Um, you know, I think it's every artist that took some time off's dream to come back like this. And um, you can't, you can only imagine how I'm feeling, bro. You can only imagine how I don't even think words can describe how I feel, Mr. McCoy. Like, it's just amazing, man. It's amazing, but. I always knew before this happened that I just had to put in the work, keep working when no one's watching. So whenever they decide to watch again and when that opportunity presents itself, you'll just be ready for it. And, um, you know, so it's just opportunity meets, meets preparation equals success. So I'm just, I'm enjoying it, man. My life has changed. Um, I wouldn't say dramatically, but just like, you know, the phones are ringing crazy. Um, you know, you when when you take some time off as an artist, people are like, "Was well, he still got it? Is he still is he still worth something?" Should, you know what I mean? Like, should, should I pay him to come host? It's like now it's not a question anymore. I felt like people forgot for a while was starting the question, but now it's like it's a no brainer now. Now we want Zane, we want Zane. Bring bring him, bring him. Right. Come on, bring him. Right so on time, like, right? It went it went back to that again. It, it went from yeah. doing that and it's. Then it slowed down a while because I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. But I still got hella love for my fans all the time. That's one thing I would say. Yeah. 
album out, no album out, movie out, no movie out. My fans are downright loyal, man. I could be, I mean, I go places, put a mask on, a hat like this, and they be the little Zane. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> ain't even a secret no more. So, you know, shout out to my fans, man. But, you know, I just pretty much feel like this is for them. Like, I know I left a lot of people hanging. Like, what the hell going on with Lil Zane? So this is really for me and my fans. Like, my fans are just as, as excited for me as I am for them, you know, just to be back on TV and giving them what they love to see. And my fans just love to see me working, man. So it feels good, man. If you ask me how I feel, how it changed, I just got the fans back, gained some new ones. And, um, you know, and I'm, on, and, I'm, and I'm on here with you now, man. You know, I'm on here with you now, man. that, for sure. My mom made it. <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of uh, being ready, how familiar were you guys with the Black Mafia family before taking on these roles? Not too much, personally. Not too much. I knew as much as Rick Ross told me. I was singing I was singing a song with him talking about I'm Big Meech just like everybody else was, bro. But uh, when I when I got on the show, I was able to learn more about him and, and, and realize their legend and realize that their size and realize that just like the monolith that they were and that they became. So um, it was amazing seeing all that. But I, I knew very, very little, man. I, you know, I, I just knew the, the base layer, the base layer of it. Um, but to see the details, to see how multifaceted these human beings are, to see the colors within them, to see the motivation within the story, it's just, uh, it's been really amazing to see. And then to be with Lil Meech and, 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 and talk to Big Meech on the phone and, and meet Terry, man, it's just been, uh, it's, it's, it's been crazy, but, uh, it's been amazing to, to see these individuals for who they are. For me, for me, it's been you know, it's been amazing for me too, man. It's just, like I said, it's, it's been amazing, man. Just to see everything, just to, from being in a, from talking to me to, you know, for me growing up in Atlanta, I, I foreseen, I mean, I, I, I witnessed being that firsthand, first, first person, firsthand, you know, being young in the clubs when I first started, you know, as a teenager and being able to be in a, I might have my little booth over here with one bottle and then I look across and you got 30 guys with 100 bottles. And it's like, wow, who is those guys over there? You know, so it's a little different for me because I actually lived in Atlanta. I actually was able to see how they were moving. So I was able to take some of that and just put it into, into my character too. Um, being that, you know, I did know a little bit about them going into it. So I was able to pull certain pieces. Like I've actually been to um, Terry's crib and Meech's crib out in California a couple of years ago, like, I think, you know, it was just so long ago. I don't even think they remember me going there, <laughs> but I remember going there and just, you know, just you run into them. Cause I was, I was in the streets at a young age. Like I was doing music, you know, I've been doing music for a while. So, you know, I necessarily wasn't in their age range. They were always older than me, but you know, I would, I would know, I knew if you was from Atlanta, you know about BMF. So yeah. to get an opportunity to play, one of them in the in the TV show was you can imagine it was just it was overwhelming for me it was it was amazing everything you know it was it was overwhelming and amazing at the same time and you know what I just I mean just speaking about your past it made me remember uh, um, me trying to get a do rag and get the baby blue sweatsuit to look like little thing you know <laughs> like every, every every guy wanted to be little Zane at the time you know it was just yeah. You know, 
Now they want to be hockey, man. I don't know what it is about me, man. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know keep- what? Um, with even just you both being from separate places, um, you know, Miles, you're from L.A. Um, and you're from uh, Atlanta. So bringing it back to Detroit, and you guys obviously shot it in Detroit. That's where my family is from. Um, did that help bring you guys um, into a, a stronger mind uh, set of, of transitioning into the characters? You know, well, fun fact, man, Miles is going to give you a fun fact real quick. Yeah, the fun oh. fact is, is that in, in, in Lil Zane and I have had to tell us to break this to a few people. We actually shot 95% of the show in Atlanta. Um, really? That, that's how well they were and how serious they about the details. Oh, I feel tricked. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 had, we had 30 cars shipped in from Detroit just to make it look like Detroit. We had three signs, all that stuff. We had we had little we had little rocks being picked up off the Detroit streets to throw them in the rock to throw them in the street in Atlanta. They just those are the Detroit rocks. Hey you look know? man they they so what they did was they they got Detroit landmarks so they made sure to when the little bit that they did shoot in Detroit, they made sure to get things that were specifically Detroit. Certain B-roll shots, certain scenes were shot in Detroit neighborhoods. And that was about like 5% of the show, but bro. You know, he gets out with his daughter. When he, I mean, when he gets out the car with his, um, with his, with his, with his um, sister, when, when she's trying to jump out of the car, he gets out and yeah. you know that's Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, certain things, the mom's house, when you see them on the porch in the beginning of the first episode, yeah, that's the yeah. little mom's house. So they they did a great job at just getting the main important parts. Like we have to show this the mom's house. We have to show that bridge, and then somebody being from Detroit, like you said, you watched it and thought you were in Detroit the whole time. Detroit liars, the from Detroit, bro. So <laughs> that's how good they did it. That's how good. That's how good. They, but they were very adamant on detail and they were like that and we were very adamant on making sure we remembered to stay in detail too because you couldn't say a word like lit yeah oh this is it right now when you know this is an 80s piece you would have as a viewer you would have been like oh i don't believe it they said they said turned up turned up wasn't even a word back then so right 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 we had to be very aware of where we were at too as actors just as aware as they were because we could do the best acting job in the world. But if, if the people could look and see, that don't look like Detroit. It makes everything we're doing don't even count no more. Right, right. but the, and that's why they were so invested in the hair and the makeup, in the costumes, in the cars, you know what I mean? Just so they, they brought that 80s vibe and it was so palpable on set that us as actors, it was easy for us to fall into it because it was already made for us. And so for them, to, for us to know that somebody like you that's actually from the city thought it was in the city, job well done. They did well, my family is from well, the family, the family, family yeah. Family. yeah. yeah. But I even your family probably watched it like, is that Detroit? Nah, like, yeah. like, <laughs> and our showrunner Randy's from Detroit too. Randy Huggins from Detroit. So I'm sure he was really, really, really just adamant about this has to look like my city because he got cousins and family and stuff that he got to go back to report to, too. Like, bro, you know, you should have did Detroit better than that. Like he was really adamant about representing for his city, man. He loves Detroit. He loves BMF. And, you know, when you got a showrunner that really loves what they do and, and really believes in the story they write. A lot of people write stuff just because it's a check. 
you could tell he wrote this because he had some investment in it. Like he knew about these guys. Right, exactly. He knew how important the, the role was. He knew how important it was to, you know, just make sure that it looked like the actors looked like they're supposed to look and the set looked like it's supposed to look. So, you know, shout out to Randy again and Tasha, you know, for just being so brilliant when it came to, um, in 52, and just brilliant when it came to putting this all together because they really, really, really wanted it to be authentic all right. the way through. And you know what, Miles, um, one thing that interesting about you is that you actually come from theater. And yeah. I wanted to know, because uh, I always say the best actors come from theater or um, or soap operas. Like they <laughs> don't get enough credit. Um, but was it easier to tap into a character because of your theater background, or was it even um, difficult? I mean, because I'm just thinking about when you're on stage, you're always concerned about blocking and mm -hmm. things. So, did you apply that on set as well? You know, um, so uh, so there's something that's called like the actor's tool belt, right? It, it, the actor's toolkit. It's just like it's different different tools you use to get to different characters. Not every character requires the same type of work. Sometimes you need different things to get into this person. So, my theater background, my my education in it, and my masters, and I got some. I've been I've been I've, I've trained so much in theater. It was crazy. All that allowed me to find my way in to Slick. So it wasn't necessarily that um, it, it was easier, but like easier to act it, but it did make me easier for my, find my way in and find what I wanted to, uh, how I wanted to impact the show with Slick and how I wanted to impact the story and what part of the story that I felt that Slick was, was telling. Um, and so I just really put my mind towards how am I going to fulfill my part of the story? How am I going to fulfill my part of the story? What can I bring to add to the story? What can I bring to add to this world? And you know, it was a lot of like source material from family members. Man, I got, I got, I got uncles that talk mess that remind me of Slick. I got, I got folks that used to be pimps that had Jerry curls back in the day, dog. That was telling me back. You know what I mean? I was spraying the thing. When I sprayed my Jerry curl, bro, I had people having flashbacks. People was, like they was having flashbacks with Jerry curl juice flying in their face and all that stuff. Yeah. So. It's just, um, I, I tried to bring as much authenticity to it and, and you know, the realness of being like a raw, real, rugged human that just always talks mess and that's always just like off the cuff, man. So my theater, which is the theater allowed me to fall into that even deeper. And I have to say, um, Slick, he really has a mouth on him. Like, I, I'll just watch it and you say something and I'm like, what did he just like? I can't believe he even just said that. But yeah. um, Zane, you actually spoke about um, the the casting process, and it really seemed to have been this show has been in the works for a little minute, and you actually kept this project a secret up until you actually was on the set. Yeah. How the heck did you condense all of no. that excitement? Oh. I was on a set one time that I seen the star dude. He was the main, I'm not gonna name the movie, but he was like the main dude on this movie. And he just had this like attitude about him that I guess they didn't like. And I guess when he got that role, he thought because they started filming and we were seven days into filming that he couldn't be replaced. And 
that seven, we shot 14 days, bro, and they replaced his ass with the with the with, with the stand-in, with the dude that was doing the stand-in for him. They replaced him. Oh, so wow, really? So bro. I took that, I took that <laughs> as a sign. <laughs> Listen. You can always be taken out. Anything could be changed until they say it's a wrap. It's cut. Yeah. Don't even nobody. then. You can still be taken out. You can still be taken out in post. How much scenes was cut out of BMF? Like I had mad lines that was cut out because not because I didn't do good or because it's just the timing. They only have a certain amount of time to tell this story the best way they can. So, you know, when you know that there's different reasons why things get cut, why people get cut. You just try to keep it under wraps because you just, you know, you can never tell where the hate is coming from. You never tell where the hate is coming from. So what you happy for, it might be somebody to make that call like, hey, dog, you should, you should, you should put little Ray Ray in there instead of Lil Zane, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't know where the hate was gonna come from because I knew this was gonna be big for me. I knew. I knew right. I knew the world would be happy, but I knew some people might not be so happy. This this power move about to happen, so yeah, I wanted people to be surprised, man. I, you know, I, I genuinely wanted people to be surprised, and, and it's a good time to tell who's really in your corner. <laughs> so, so a lot of time it was like a lot of time it was like you know something that they don't know, and you just want to see who's real around you. You don't want to tell people oh, I'm in BMF for, and then they start. Asking Fake, so you wanted to just I, I try my best to just not tell nobody, keep it so you can find out who's really uh, who's really in your corner. And then for you, with you being in the industry for so long, I'm very sure you know in this business it's a lot of high and lows, and I'm sure there had been people that have counted you out, and you could tell you know who's not really there, who is there. So now with you being you know. Um, this is definitely a, a, a punch in the throat. And, and again, and again, you know what it is, though. I ain't got to say it. But what makes me me is that I'm so humble with it, bro. I'm so I love everybody, bro. Like, I don't, I don't fault nobody. If you, if you believed, great. If you didn't, great. I believed. That's all that matters to me. You know, I can't go off of like living off of who believes in me and I'm gonna go strong if they believe in me. I just believe in myself, man. And you know, and you know, shout out to the people that kept believing and and, and believed and and now we we on top. But you know, I still, I still kept no matter if I'm up or down, I still keep it humble, bro. I never, if you just know me as a person, I can have a million dollars in my pocket right now. I ain't gonna tell nobody. I can have a dollar in my pocket. You're gonna think I got a million, because I ain't telling nobody. You get what I'm saying? Just yeah. never let them see you sweat, dog. I learned that as a kid, like you got to have tough skin to be in this industry. So, you know, cause there are a lot of ups and downs, but when during your, one thing I learned about like a boxer, even though you're not boxing, that boxer train every day, he run every day. You can't just get in the ring and be Mayweather. You got to train. <laughs> Mayweather don't just get in the ring and be Mayweather. He, he's, he's, you don't see the training he did before that fight. You just see the fight. So I think that, you know, I always was just training and working and, I always just knew it was going to be a turnaround. So, you know, I, you know, again, I, I always stay humble because I knew it wasn't it wasn't over. And I think God is so amazing in my life that I just you had them conversations with God. We just know, like, God got me. God. I know God. all about that one. I know yeah. you had them talk 
yourself in God. <laughs> For sure. And you just know God, God got me, man. I can't, I ain't got to worry about nothing. And I always, I'm a firm believer in God and just faith. And, you know, it just pay, it just played out, man. Played out how it's supposed to play out. Yeah. And Miles, you're not, you're not a stranger to television. Um, you've done so many other things. With how was your 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 drive to success? Like was it um a difficult um rise for you? Um and, and it still is. I mean, you know what I mean? I'm still rising, brother. You know what I mean? It's 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 still it's still a rise and it's still a drive, man. Um I've been acting for 10 years already. And, you know, people are just kind of now um, just really seeing like the, the wide public as a whole is just now seeing who I am and seeing what I'm capable of. But I've been doing theater since 2010, 2011. And that's when I did my first play. And then I did theater all and I got my BA and I started winning like acting competitions in college and all this stuff. And then got my master's of fine arts and I was in grad school doing plays in Toronto and Minnesota and New York and all that stuff. And, um, and then when I finally got to LA, back home where I'm from, and kind of was getting in the industry, it's kind of a slow burn, man. It was kind of like a, you know, I got a job and six months will pass. Then I got my second, and eight months passed. Then I got my third and a year and a half passed or like a year, like nine months passed and I got BMF. And, you know, so each time there's been like so much time between a job and in that in between time is, are some of the hardest moments for an actor, for a creator. Um, that time is filled with a lot of self-doubt. You're wondering if you don't know when it's gonna be the next opportunity. Does that mean that my last thing I did wasn't good enough to get somebody to get me to the next one? Or, you know what I'm saying? I'm being told no. Think of, think of being told no for a whole year, you know, for something that you've been training for, for years, put in countless hours, put it, you know, learn countless monologues, taking count classes and, Done, done all these plays two day, eight eight shows a week you know what I mean and all these types of things and then um being told no for something that you feel like you're right for or you know killing auditions and people telling you killed that audition and not hearing nothing back from it so um it's been it it's rough in the sense of it was rough in the sense of uh I beat myself up a lot but I needed that time to learn where I was lacking so that I could build myself up so I learned a lot about myself. I learned about insecurities I didn't know I had. I learned about places that I needed to get better in that I thought I was already sharp in because I was analyzing and nitpicking at myself. So I was like, boom. So then when I got this opportunity for BMF, I was able to come to it with freedom. I was able to come to it with lightness. I wasn't all heavy. I didn't feel like I was. it was the end of the world. I felt like it was the beginning of my world. And so for me, it was just like, I brought that energy of like, boom, I, I've worked for this. Now let's let the work, let's let the work show. You know, and that's that's definitely what it was, man. And even now, right? We shot how when, when we stopped shooting, Zane, we stopped shooting in like April, May. May. You know, yeah, we, we stopped shooting in May. I haven't worked in anything since May. And so and so until and so from May to September, me just like plugging away and me knowing that I I put this work in that people are just now seeing, but nobody's seeing it and it hasn't spoken for me yet. And so it's just like waiting for that and still like the little self-doubt like well when it comes out are they gonna like it are people gonna connect to my character is what I thought I did what I really did people tell me that I was good were they lying or was it real so um it's just a lot of ups and downs man but my faith and my my sense of uh self-assurance 
is, is what gets me through. It seems like there's a lot of uh, faith um, that's brought on set between the cast members. Um, how did this experience build a brotherhood between you and the other guys, all of you? It's crazy. Zang, man, me and Zane, me and Kristen Robinson, who plays Tiny, me and Da Vinci, who plays Terry. I mean, these are people that like I, I still talk to. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Dink, uh, who, you know what I'm saying? A uh, 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 Tyshawn Freeman, who, uh, um, Jason Jabbar. Like, these men right here, like, these are- That's Dave's first name, like, we really are- yeah, Come on, man, like, I'm dropping you their first, I'm dropping you government like, names right now. Last name. <laughs> I never on set knew one, knew everybody's first and last name. This set, I know everybody's first and last name. Asia, hey, man. We were we were playing spades at the house, you know what I'm saying? We was eating with each other, we was communing with each other. We still, you know what I'm saying? We when, when somebody did a good scene or something, I might text my boy, hey, hey, I just seen that scene. You killed that scene, bro. Or like, you yeah. know, who was getting FaceTime? Hey, bro, I'm glad I'm glad they showing you. I'm glad they showing you, you know, getting you your FaceTime out there, bro. Like when, when my character was killed, like people they were showing me love, like, hey man, they love you. We love you, right? Like, man, it's just um the whole show, Tasha Smith was pouring into us when every actor was just like, it, hey man, Russell Hornsby, Russell Hornsby had me, had me at his house, had dinner. Come on, man. I was Come on, man. Russell Hornsby and Steve Harris, man. They was, wow. you know, they pouring into me, telling me stuff about the industry. Like, bro, come on. Like, it was just, these are experiences that wow. out off, off of the screen, like impact my life, you know? So it's just amazing. Man, same thing here, man. Just I love why I love listening to Miles just talk, man. Like he's like that's and it's genuinely like that. Like, like these guys are amazing to me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like all of the individuals from 50 to Meech, like it's just a, a cast of, of amazing people. And like you don't have to force us to say that. Yeah. You don't have to force us to say that. Like 50 came on the set. I'm gonna tell you, tell me if I'm lying, Miles. 50 hadn't been on the set from the first. Okay, I didn't see 50 till the sixth to the seventh episode till he was time to direct, right? But they said he stopped by every now and then, the first ones, whatever, but I would always miss him. But mm -hmm. a lot of times, I think he was traveling a lot, so he wasn't able to come on set because the COVID, the COVID, even on his own show, he couldn't really come on because of the COVID. Um, but he would hear, he would hear, the closeness of the set, like, hey, this set is different from every set you probably worked on. When he got to the set on episode seven, he told us, he said, oh, shit, I see why they saying this. Y'all different. Y'all niggas is different. Because he seen us really, like, when he said cut, he would see the 50 boys go in their own corner and the really- 50 boys, right. <laughs> he the 12th Street and the 50 boys really kicking it, meet your meets, chop it up. He's like, He's able to see as a as a director, as an executive producer, he's sitting back watching his crew. Like, right. I've been on Raising Kane, I've been on Power. These after they yeah. say cut, niggas don't even know each other no more. They go home. Yeah. <laughs> after yeah. he say cut with us, we like, yo, what we doing after this? We going. So you could tell that on camera. He said that out of his mouth, like, bro, I see what people saying because you could feel. He said, first thing he said when he first day on say, he was like, hey, this is different. This is a different vibe. This say, I see why. I see why this better than all the other sets. Mm -hmm. He said that out of his mouth. Like, I see why, because 
y'all niggas really fuck with each other. Y'all really, y'all excuse my language, y'all really rock with each other. So that makes a difference, bro, when you when you got a cast that really speak highly of each other. And we're not just told to do this. Like, I really, really enjoy my man speaking and seeing him come up like outside of Slick. Like, I want the best for this man to just go. And I know he want the best for me. Like, yeah. we call each other all the time. But bro, I see you, bro. Other, so you like, most of these people, bro, they don't call each other after they leave, bro. You're the, your brother on set, and at the set, I don't know you. That's how I be, right, man? I was like, yeah. right. You can tell 50 is very passionate about it, and hopefully you guys can, like, cancel this uh, rumor that BMF being canceled. Can you please uh, cancel BMF cancel. We like BMF is the, the world is BMF. <laughs> Me yeah. told you a long time ago, the world is BMF. It's just that, you know, um, you know, the big dog like we like, the big dog like we like, and, and we got to get it right because it's a lot of, because yeah. it's a lot of real. Now you playing with hip hop, you playing with culture. You know, I think fifties, fifties not mad at. You know, we don't get mad at business. It's more of so much passion for the culture, and we're campers. So yeah, we're campers, so you know that. <laughs> like we're passionate about something. Yeah. It's Bro, I'm not, me and my best friend got into it last night. I might have cussed him out. I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I said that in the heat of passion. That don't mean, I'm just, I'm passionate, bro. But I'm able to tell him, hey, I didn't mean that. But the other part, I, I fucking meant that, dog. Like, that's how kisses are. Like, like I didn't mean that, dog. I was just mad. But the other part, I meant that shit, dog. And I feel like, it's <laughs> like, hey, man, I ain't mean to go off on y'all, but y'all need to get this shit right. Because this is my livelihood. This I got niggas sitting in jail right now that's expecting me to do this shit right. Mm -hmm. It's not just 50. Just tell the story right. He right. made a point yeah. with me. Yeah. He, he promised some people, you know, our street, we want to keep our word. Cancers keep their word. Street niggas keep their word. Businessmen, real businessmen keep their word. So you can imagine the pressure he feel on his side. Like, when he getting that call from me, what the fuck going on, man? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he got to, so I'm sure, I mean, if he thinks like that, I just feel like that's how cancers think. Like, we just want everybody, we want to, we passionate about something, we, we just go hard for it. So, you know, if you know how passionate that man is, you know why the show is how it is, because he passionate about everything he do. Cancer, cancer, sure. cancer shit. And on that note, I just want to say thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, we're definitely always continue to keep supporting y'all in it. I, I love seeing y'all on TV, and Zane, I love seeing you back on t television. I mean, you've always been, I, I've seen the I one you, so, dog. This but I, I'm, I'm so loving so. you back on TV. And Miles, congratulations. It, it, I love to see someone from theater thrive and go into television. And I mean, I do really feel like um, you guys make for sharp actors. For sure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, man. So much congratulations. Man. When's your birthday? So I just so I know. July nineteenth. July eleventh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I remember my stepsister. She used to be crazy about you. So I definitely <laughs> know. Tell her I love her. For sure. I love thank you, man. <laughs> brother. Thank you so much. Great. Going, bro. Thank you, fam. Thank you. Thank you. My man. Your. Hey, subscribe now.